it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual beings. And I have as a returning guest today, Victoria Hawkins. But before we get started with Victoria, I want to remind everyone that all of the shows are archived at www.synergyconnectionradio.com. I think there's like over 250 shows there now. And then, of course, we're on Spotify, we're on um, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple. So those are the major platforms where you can listen to the podcast and tell other people that the podcast is available on their favorite platform. Um, If you go to my website, which again is www.synergyconnectionradio.com, there is a link to Boomers Forever Young and they're a sponsor of the program. And I have used their products for probably the past five plus years now. And I was explaining to Victoria before we got started that I just had my physical done. And so I got my results on Tuesday. And uh, my doctor uh, looked at me and she said, you know, she said, uh, in spite of your age, you're 30 years younger, according to your lab results. And that is a really nice thing to hear as we're trying to connect these spiritual dots and uh, you know emotional dots and everything else is that when you have a strong physical foundation to come from, then the rest of it becomes infinitely easier. You know, you're able to open up those doors and windows to spirituality and to your emotional life and keeping it in balance and those kind of things. And if you don't have your health, it's pretty tough to do that. So I just wanted to share with everybody that like the C-reactive protein test, I tell everyone to go and get, um, you want it below one. Mine this time was a 0.1. In the past, it has been 0.3, which was negligible with inflammation. And now it's only a 0.1. Um, so, you know, consider what you can do to take responsibility for your health and getting your inflammation rate down. Um, certainly the Boomer products, I think, have been responsible for mine being so low. The other test that I tell you to go and get is your D as in dog 3. That is your immune system. And of course, with everything we've been fighting for the past two plus years, your immunity is critical to being able to ward off anything that might be coming down the road, including all of these viruses. So you want that number to be at 70 or above. And in the past, mine has been around 80, 81, 82. This time, my uh, immunity level was really surprising because it was over 100. And um, so, you know, uh, my doctor just said, wow, whatever you're doing, just keep doing because it's keeping you incredibly healthy. So again, um, if you are on the website and you decide that you want to try any of their products, when you check out at the discount, um, there's like a little discount button. If you click on that and you put in my first name, L-U-C-Y, you're going to get $5 off of each and every order. So don't forget to do that. Um, you know, with our gas prices where they are right now, 
that $5, you know, gets you another gallon mm-hmm. of gas. <laughs> so <laughs> who, who would have thought that we would have been talking about gasoline that could be between 450 and possibly $5 when this is all over? But um, take advantage of that and just type my name into the discount uh, bar and you'll get $5 off. So um, I have as Victoria back with me again and we have such a good time together. And we're gonna be talking about the connection between sacred sites and sacred self. And just so you know, uh, Victoria is a licensed uh, social worker, so we have that in common. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, she's also an artist, an author, a psychotherapist, yoga and dance instructor, and she refers to herself as a suburban shaman. And um, her approach is very unique, and right now what she does, which is super fun, (laughs) is she opened up, uh, has it been two years now? Oh my goodness, it has. It's actually just been uh, the anniversary of, it's about two years and two months at this point. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, that I've been open with as a studio owner. As a studio owner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and you do such fun things there along with, you know, your yoga classes and belly dancing. Yes. And, but, I mean, it's all fun. And it can be done in person and remotely for Correct. people that maybe live a distance if they're down in absolutely Saint Pete and you're in tarpon springs yes that's quite a haul yes so. and actually some of our students have completely gone to virtual for that reason mm-hmm. we have uh, one student who lives a good hour to hour and 15 minutes away from us and in the past she would have driven over and she did but she obviously couldn't come to as many classes and mm-hmm. And she loves it now because she can come to everything. <laughs> you bet. Virtually from her home. And and so we've continued to keep that uh, aspect going. And we've found that we've been able to connect with students. I, you know what? I just remembered, too. One of my students is down in the Keys. Oh, wow. Which is about a six, five, six-hour drive from Exactly, us. exactly. Um, so, you know, we still get to connect with our students. And we found others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from around the area and even beyond. So, and yes, we do. We do such fun things. You were talking about taking care of the physical body as being a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And that is one aspect of everything we're talking about today too. Um, One of the ways that I approach just looking at people in general, even even prior to shifting more to being the studio owner, mm-hmm. even when I was doing more of the psychotherapy as my main job, I had created this approach that really comes from a holistic yoga lifestyle background, which looks at you as a physical body, an energetic body, which I always say is just an extension of your physical body. It's mm-hmm. the part that we don't see as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can see when we're paying attention mm-hmm. and and tuning in we have our emotional body mm-hmm. we have our mental which is like our thoughts obviously emotional makes sense it's like our feelings and emotions about life and things and occurrences um we have our spiritual or intuitive self mm-hmm. and, and that comes from the heart that comes from the heart to mm-hmm. me too yeah it's like that inner that inner guidance that we mm-hmm. get that comes up through our heart. Mm-hmm. And then I always say, too, we have this self-expressive side of us. And when we take care, I think a lot of people come to me through the physical body first. Mm-hmm. And I'm a physical person. <laughs> I've always danced my whole life. And then when I wasn't dancing for a few years, because um, I had gone into my my 
clinical social work, you know, field of work. I ran marathons for that time because I have a lot of energy. And then I found dance again and transitioned into this Middle Eastern belly dance form that I practice now for the last 16 years. Um, So a lot of people come to me through that physical aspect. Mm -hmm. And when you get the physical aspect starting to feel better, improve, you can open up more to those other aspects, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found for my own self, too. Um, So I see more people find that self-expressive part of themselves because they're not having to think as much about the other things. Right, right. Because really, um, if we're not, if we're just hanging on and just surviving, we really are just thinking about those. You know, I was thinking about, I don't know whether you went to the exhibit, but Van Gogh's exhibit. Oh, I have not been yet. You know, that's like, (laughs) it's down, it's still not too far away. I've got to go see it soon. Do that before it leaves because... Mm -hmm. That is the most incredible exhibit because you're immersed in not only the art on this massive, massive scale, but the music. It's the music with the art that just totally transports you into his thinking. But I was thinking when I I did see that, because I've seen it three times now. Okay. And each time I, I get this message that... You know, he was so talented, mm-hmm. but he had not ever connected the dots. Right. You know, he physically wasn't in a good place. Right. Um, emotionally, definitely right. not in a good place. Spiritually, he was totally connected because of his artwork. Mm-hmm. And so he was there. And I think intellectually he was there. But mm-hmm. he had only the two legs to stand on. Yes. And it was totally out of balance for him, which then resulted in his suicide. You know, as time went on, because he could not cope. So when I talk about connecting the dots and you talk Mm -hmm. about it from your position, it is that balance. It is. It's the necessity that we really do have in order to live a more complete life to find the balance. You know, don't forget about being in nature. Don't forget about studying and learning all of your life. Don't forget about sleep and the importance of healthy food. I mean, you have to kind of do it all. Yeah, and I think that's that was my epiphany for myself. And as you know from us talking many times now and getting to do this together, um, as I learn and master things for myself, I want to share those with others. Mm-hmm. And as maybe we all do, but I definitely have this love of then sharing and educating others on those same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So I've had the privilege of talking about this whole self, sacred self approach with so many different audiences uh, that some would never have been expected to me. Um, But really helping people understand that they are, they can consider themselves sacred Uh as an individual and begin to find those ways that they can take care of themselves and have fun. <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> right. Um, I, I cannot remember whether you knew one of the gals that was in the very beginning of my workshops, but um, she talked a lot about um, angels saying that that is why we're here. Mm, is, to have is fun. To have fun. You know, oh, be, I love be that. Jo- be joyful yeah. and have fun and not take life so seriously. Yes. And I've always kind of looked at the dichotomy between, you know, somebody who's under the age of two or maybe under the age of three 
um, that is just all about play and mm-hmm. fun, and they play so hard, and then they just drop. Yes. You know, they, they're, they're done. And then when you look at somebody, let's say, over the age of, I don't know, 85 or 90 or right. 100, because we're living longer now. Yes. We can be healthy. You know, I mean, it's just a matter of making that decision and doing what we need to do to be healthy. But those individuals that are back to play. Uh-huh. Um, that they're more interested in maybe relationships with mm-hmm. one another, but also that playful quality or talking to maybe um, their own angels, their mm-hmm. own guides, and they have that ability to move into that space. Yeah. And all those years in between, we forget. We take life so seriously Yes. that we just simply forget, and we don't stay in the moment. We don't enjoy what is right in front of us many times to enjoy. We just don't even see it. Yeah, and I, I really had that strong awareness. I mean, I can almost give you a date, practically. I can definitely give you the month and year. <laughs> <clears throat> it was July of 2008 uh-huh. that I had this epiphany where I said, I am only, this was my new mantra that I gave myself at that point, I am only going to do things that are fun, which does not sound very spiritual necessarily you know like it it was just this thing that I realized what um struggle I had faced in my life Mm -hmm. for very many reasons you know some had been out of my control and some were due to choices um but I also realized that for me at that point I wasn't very old (laughs) I had two young boys at the time very young boys and uh if I were was going to be a mom, that was my first reasoning for this, if I was Mm -hmm. going to be a mom to them, Mm -hmm. that I had to start considering myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I really do believe that was the moment that I began to see my own self as sacred. It had been in the process Mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. And I think some of you all have heard the story of me finding yoga back in the late 90s. So 1999 was when I started practicing yoga, when I was running those marathons. Mm -hmm. And this is 2008. I attribute my practices of yoga and meditation to being able to hear my intuitive spiritual self Mm -hmm. so that I could start connecting the dots, like you said, um, and you always say, to see what was missing in my life and also what was too much in my life, you know, right. piling things on for me. Different right. people do different things that Do you remember the harm. story about the princess and the pea? Oh, you? yes. I loved, I still <laughs> love stories. <laughs> I love stories. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the piling yes, on process. The piling if think, on. If you think of it, she was on the top mattress. Right. And she could still feel the pea at the very bottom. Oh, that is so symbolic, it isn't is it? It is very symbolic. And and I'm not so sure that when we read that as children, right, you know, or had it read to us, that we were thinking of anything symbolically. It was just that she had this ability. But here we go, you know, for year after year after mm-hmm. year and decades after decades with these little peas that are down underneath that are yes. creating all kinds of issues for us. And we keep, we keep sleeping on the top mattress. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I really do. I always say I um, yoga saved my life is the way that I say it. And it sounds dramatic, but it's true. Because mm-hmm. 
at that time, I really could have gone a different direction. Yes. And it was the then a series of choices that weren't easy, but they were they were guided mm-hmm. and I was able to hear that guidance from within. Right, and that's the key. Yes. If, if we can be guided if we listen. Yes. If we get out of our own way. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And um I think that that like I said, that was the beginning of me finding those new layers of mm-hmm sacredness and how to consider myself a sacred being Mm -hmm. and you know I'm not saying that I'm done by any means I think we always can you're evolving yeah we we always are evolving and we're always um, finding new ways that we can do this and I guess I just come back to that statement again that it doesn't have to be serious Mm -hmm. now there was a lot of serious choices within that time period for me and there always is for all of us we are human beings right um However, there was a lot of joyful choices that I could start to make. And for me personally, I would say that until that time, I knew what happy was, but I didn't know what, I would not have been able to tell you what joy felt like. Okay. And there is a difference. I believe there's a big difference. How would you want to describe that difference? Okay. So to me, happy was like, I, well, I'm... I still am pretty driven as far as like getting things done, task oriented. That's a personality feature of you mine. You like to check things. Off I your like list. to check things <laughs> off my list. So a happy feeling would be like I've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I've um, completed my master's program. You know mm-hmm. that felt really happy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even getting a job that I wanted would feel happy to me. Going on a trip that I was excited about would feel happy to me. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like it was surface, mm-hmm. like it didn't go into my whole being. So veneer. Yeah. That would be a good way to say how I lived for a number of years. <laughs> there was a shiny veneer <laughs> surface and it looked really good, but the underneath wasn't, mm-hmm. didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Termites were working. Yeah. So there was like a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff going on underneath. So the difference to me that happiness would be very fleeting. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I would really experience it and people would say, well, you're always happy. And it's not that I wasn't, I, I, I look at it and I think, well, that wasn't false. I really was happy. I do get happiness about a lot of things. That is also, a, I would say maybe somewhat of a coping skill I developed in my life to move through some of the challenging and traumatic situations that I personally had throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So it was real, but it wasn't, it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. So learning what joy felt like was like a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And now what I've also said is that joy for me, I actually feel it in my body in a different way. Like it feels deeper within my, when we, you know, I talk a lot about sh- chakras, but within my solar plexus, solar plexus yeah. and heart and, you know, kind of that midsection, if you're thinking about like your torso or upper body, mm-hmm. I feel it there. And so what does it feel like when it's stable? Well, I say my joy feels stable. Okay. And I know everyone's going to have a different experience of that for themselves. You can probably hear it in my voice. I get excited about things easy. So excited and happy are very different. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes can, (laughs) I can like, how do I want to say this? You know how like if you if you get a fire too hot, you'll mm-hmm. burn everything up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you don't have anything left to mm-hmm, work with. Mm-hmm. 
that's something I've had I've learned to balance okay. a lot in my life because you can burn out <laughs> oh my goodness it's like I get I have a lot of energy and I would get going and then poof you know mm-hmm. and I even remember back in college because I was very um very mentally driven at that time finished my master's at 22 years old and I looked like I was like 18 still and you know went out in the work world um I would go 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 barely sleep and then at the end of the semester for that little break between that one and the next one right I would crash mm-hmm. and I would usually be sick oh, okay. I would usually get sick and then I would like regenerate and go again mm-hmm. um, but those kind of things are fleeting as well as we know as we begin to age you can't always recover as right. quickly because your body isn't producing things that well needs. and you were living you know strictly in the energetic and the physical world only yes at that point yes and that's I think the point too with this thinking of yourself as a sacred whole being is that if you don't look at all the different pieces you will probably lean towards the ones that you feel are the most comfortable for you, mm-hmm. just unconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be sitting there thinking about it, but even as you're listening right now, you might think about which of those areas are your strong points. So obviously for me, one of my strong points was my physical. Right. And as a dancer. As a dancer. Mm-hmm. And I trained myself endlessly from age of five up. Then when I had no training anymore going on, I went to train myself for marathons and mm-hmm. followed a whole plan and regimen. Mm-hmm. So the physical was always very important to me, and the mental was very important very to important, me. Right. I was an achiever in academics. Mm-hmm. So that was where I got a lot of my validation, and also I felt very strong in those areas. Sure, sure. So I had to look at the other areas. Mm-hmm. And other people will feel differently. Mm-hmm. You know, Some will be very in tune with the spiritual intuitive but they may not be caring for their physical body as much you know how many i mean you and i kind of um, travel in similar yes yes all right i'm gonna say it that way but how many times have you seen people because i've seen a lot of these who are so gifted intuitively spiritually you know they're wonderful readers they do past life regressions Mm -hmm. But their physical is in the toilet. Yeah. Because they don't take care of themselves there. There's so much in that other realm. Right. And so it is this balancing. It is. It's critical in my way of looking at life uh, that if you want to do your best life, which means being able to connect in all aspects with people as a teacher, as a mentor, Mm -hmm. um, but connecting with nature, connecting with animals, connecting with our higher powers. I mean, it's it's all interwoven. Yes. And so if you don't do that part of it, you know, to kind of find that balance, regardless of where your gifts are, you know, right. then, then you run into some issues. Right. And I don't know. I mean, there's uh, some doctors, uh, MDs that yes. I know and that I'm friends with. And I mean, they are incredibly gifted with their ability to diagnose and to treat um, but a lot of times, you know, it's all work right. and not much else. And so, you know, how do they take care of themselves? Well, they don't. Absolutely. And, and yes, I have definitely seen that in the environments and individuals that I know um, in different ways. Lately, one direction, one focusing another direction. 
I find when people start to pay attention to where they feel weakest mm-hmm. and build up those areas a little bit, then the balance starts to come in better. And then exponentially you can kind of expand into, right. uh, like you said, your best life where you're, right. where you're really feeling a lot more of your total whole health. Exactly. And to me, the key to that is really seeing your, like starting to, with that point of seeing yourself as a sacred being, like you are sacred, just like, and, and one of the things that we're talking about today is the connection between ourselves, each of us as a sacred being and our earth that we live on, because it's one of the biggest things that I love to talk about is our planet earth and all its wonders. Um, and the sacredness of our earth. Yes, yes. And how, I just think this is fascinating, we mirror the earth, of course, because we're made of the same things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So we are like made of the earth, and we have the elements, the same elements that we see on planet earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mirror it as an energetic system, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So I have been fascinated by this for a while, and I started, um, I, I love the connecting the dots today because I see, I see why you've chosen that statement, Lucy, for the show, because it really is your mind starts to connect these dots for you when you, mm-hmm. when, when, when you become you, aware, when you become aware. Mm-hmm. And I started doing some research on places that I could basically show people, take mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Um, and even do it from a virtual standpoint too, of course, because right now we right. have those right. capabilities and I think we've expanded so much into that that we can do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, it is challenging a little bit to do much big traveling right now. Um, you know, we're obviously in the United States and we're in Florida. Um, but we have a lot of sacred spaces we right around do. us. We do. And that's what my mind opened up to because I thought, well, and you all won't know this yet, but I have lived in Florida pretty much my whole life. I was born in Florida. I was born in Jacksonville. But you're not a cracker cracker. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I am different than that. People don't, people don't know where I come from, I think, sometimes. <laughs> Well. But I grew up in I grew up in Brooksville, which is a small town. Um, I actually grew up in the woods outside of Brooksville, and uh, had property. Mm-hmm. And I think this was one of my it was one of my first places that I personally connected so deeply with the earth. Uh, it's going to sound a little bit funny, but my my dad. Uh, we all worked the property basically, you know, I mean, we had 20 acres and we lived on 10, the back 10, we didn't really, um, develop, I guess you would say. And we also had cows and chickens and, uh, horses and random dogs and cats and whatnot. So when I was quite young, elementary school, my dad, uh, gave me a machete <laughs> and my brother who was two years younger than me and said, go clear the woods. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which was an adventure for us, to be honest. I mean, you know, we obviously knew how to use the machete. We had used it around the the house property because Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. had a lot of foliage that needed, you know, trimming back, whatever. And some of that needs extra (laughs) attention. And we built forts. 
we forged little paths through the wooded area. Mm-hmm. We built a little bridge over the creek behind our house. Oh, fun. And this was how I spent the time that was free time to me. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we had a lot of things where that were chores and things like that. But when we did have daytime free time, that was where we spent it. Mm-hmm. And I began to feel that real, like that was a safe haven for me was this, was this woods and creek and, you know, just being with and Mother the, Nature. Right, and the connection that you were obviously forging even then. Yes, even then. And, you know, recently, and uh, this is something I just actually learned since the last time I've seen you, mm-hmm. um, I do have a Native American background, which I knew, and our family is uh, part Creek Indian, which is also called Muskegee. My parents are from Alabama, and I just found out recently that my dad's grandmother, so my great-grandmother, was a full-blooded Creek Indian. Oh, wow. And I had no idea, because to some degree, we haven't talked about all of it as much as a family, Mm -hmm. even though I have very much pursued learning about that side of myself. So there's this, and the reason I bring that up is really because I do see that that is, that is part of the spirituality of the Native Americans as I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And many indigenous people, all indigenous people I could probably say, is that it's the spirituality is seeing the earth and every part of it, which includes other beings, mm-hmm. other you know, humans and animals, as sacred. As sacred. Yeah. We're going to pause, hold that mm-hmm. thought for just a minute. <clears throat> And uh, we have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Thank you for listening to the Synergy Connection show, and we're returning with uh, a discussion, I guess I would say, about spirituality and sacred spaces with Victoria Hawkins. So um, let's go back to where you were so that indigenous, I mean, I know the aboriginals are very connected to the earth, and I would guess that all of our... um, uh, Native Americans, uh, regardless of what culture. I mean, that's something that they forge very early on yes. with their children, is teaching them to respect the earth and to take care of it. Yes, and I, I guess I realized that even though, even though these were things that weren't, like we didn't sit around talking about our family history as, you know, Muskegee or Creek, mm-hmm. but I certainly learned a connection with. to the earth uh-huh. from my family. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And I definitely feel that that was part of the teachings that I got early on. Right. Was a respect for and honoring of the land. I mean, 
my dad worked a job in Tampa um, at the time, like a big corporate job. The reason we lived in Brooksville, which was about 45 minutes away, was mm-hmm. because he wanted property and land. Oh, okay. All right. So we lived far further away from where his work was. And I think that was probably, I'm guessing, but probably a safe haven for him to, to oh, come back to, to come that back to, yeah. nature after being in, you know, like a downtown area and working and he did a lot of traveling around and mm-hmm. on planes and things like that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so he did have a quiet place to come home to. He did. And he found solace, I think, in that connection, definitely with the animals and the earth and all of that. And that was something that we learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, too. My mom uh, had a large garden that you know, we helped with at times and so do you ate grow off things? Yeah, do you grow I do, things? I do. Okay. I grow some things now and I just have a small like four by four garden and I do a lot of herb herb gardening as well. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of funny, but I have a rosemary hedge. Okay. So it is literally like a hedge of rosemary. Mm-hmm. And I use that for myself in place of sage. Mm-hmm. So I'll dry it and use that as like a Oh, like a burning blessing. Oh, it smells delicious. Oh, I bet. You can also put it in uh, food, of course. Right. You can eat it, but um, also putting it in your bath, and it's a very, um, it's very purifying, mm-hmm. and it's also invigorating. The yeah. smell of it is invigorating. So rosemary is one of the things that I have a lot of, but um, I, I grow little things in season best I can, mm-hmm. um, just. For us as a family, obviously. Right. I mean, my mom's garden was pretty large when I think about it. And we helped out with that and, you know, kind of learned a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And flowers. And we had all of that. I mean, you can't eat the flowers. but Oh, yeah, you can. Well, some of them you some. can. That's true. I don't know that we had edible flowers. But we definitely <laughs> had some beautiful. Yes, that's true. So I learned this, this um as I think about it, I really learned the sacredness and mm-hmm. seeing the sacredness of the earth. What I didn't learn was sacredness of myself. <laughs> so, and now you've learned, and that. now I've learned that. And now I feel that connection of the two things coming back together. Do you notice because you've now connected, you know, these mm-hmm. areas of your life, do you notice that when you go to a sacred site, that you feel it more yes. than you ever would have? Oh before? my goodness. Yeah. So, as I have started, uh, and you know, I was talking a few minutes back before the break about thinking, well, I want to go to these sacred sites. I can't travel as much right now. What if I started right here? Mm-hmm. And so then I started doing my research just right in the area. And I knew there were places that I had always felt that are sacred to me. Mm-hmm. Felipe Park. Yes. Is huge. That's the huge one. And then um, there's another one, too, that I just had a visceral, cool reaction recently. So I'll talk about that one first, and then I'll go back to the Felipe Park. Um, There is a place in Tarpon Springs that is uh, St. Michael's Shrine. Yes. And it is a lovely little chapel Mm -hmm. um, where many healings have been experienced for people. Mm -hmm. And you can go and you can visit the chapel and the grounds and do, you know, do prayers as well as just experience the place. It's Mm -hmm. open to the public, to anyone. Well, I had not actually been there. Mm -hmm. I had been around it. I knew about it. And I mean, I have lived in this area for a long time. 
Many of my friends had talked about it, and I thought, okay, this is one of the places that I'd like to take people. So, of course, if I'm going to take people, I need to go. Go. (laughs) So I took the time to go, and as soon as I stepped foot... Inside. ...into, not even in the temple or the the, uh, shrine yet, as soon as I stepped foot on the land, the little area out in front, which is sort of a sitting garden area... Mm -hmm. I felt like a whoosh of just comforting energy hmm. inside of me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh my goodness, this just feels so good. I mean, I can feel it up through my feet, up through my solar plexus, and probably out the top of my head. And it was very aligning. Uh-huh. You know, when you just feel like everything is, I love that word, stable. Everything just feels like it's in balance. In balance, yeah. And I'm good, and I've got both feet on the ground, Mm -hmm. and I'm connected. Right. And, you know, it's a funny term. I like it because I like to make everything a little bit fun in my life. But that idea of calling myself a suburban shaman, um, recently my dad said, well, what is a shaman anyways? (laughs) They were here for a visit not too long ago. And I said, well, to me, a shaman is one who connects the divine with Mm-hmm. the earth mm-hmm. for individuals so that they can experience a wholeness. Right. And in the past, and we might have used the word healing more, but I really just feel it's you discovering your wholeness. Mm-hmm. And that we do call that a healing, uh, but it's already within you. You're just finding it and discovering it. And when I was on that spot, standing there for a moment, before I'd even walked into the little chapel, I felt that alignment and I, you know, you, I, at least for me, I feel like it's a bridge between my connection with divine spiritual and the being here mm-hmm. on planet earth. Right. So that I'm not just floating up in the clouds, yeah. but that it really is relevant to my life right here and now. I have always seen it as that we're channels. Yeah. Um, so there is a tethering if you oh, will. I like that. Mm-hmm. And the tether <clears throat> is not broken. No matter how many hundreds of thousands of miles there might be between that spiritual realm and who we are at the moment because we are so many things. Like uh, the gal that I just, um, we talked about her a little bit before the show, but um, our topic was on the multidimensionality of mm. who we are as human beings. And so it is that dimension that is not necessarily available to touch. Right. We're very much into the physical while we're here on Earth, and it's a little heavier dimension Mm -hmm. than where we are when we're in our spiritual dimension. But that tethering is is there. And so when you find it, it's just quite remarkable because it's like, wow, I didn't know that you could feel this way. Absolutely. And I, I think that that is... It's one of the reasons why I'd love to introduce people to these places where you can feel that connection because energy has built there, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So So what happened when you sat down? Because that is a very small little chapel. It is a little small chapel. Yeah, and there's so many different pictures and Mm -hmm. statuary and whatever of... um, Archangel Michael. Yes. And so what did you feel when you were sitting there? I just felt like a holiness around me, Mm. which is a funny term. I don't always use that word, but it just felt 
like a big blanket of holiness and a comfort that was there for mm-hmm. me. I, I was, um, the first time I went in there, and I've been in there multiple times. Yes, okay. But the very first time I, I was there, I felt protection. Yeah. There was that sense of, I've got you. <clears throat> you know, don't be concerned about whatever it is that's going mm-hmm. on in your life. I've got you. And I, I think that's what, when I've taken people there, they've been going through maybe a crisis of sure. some sort. And I wanted them to see if they could experience that, you know, yes. because it would take some of the edge off, maybe. Yeah, and um, I decided to. There was a little pamphlet at the door that had the Saint Michael's Prayer, mm-hmm. and for me, I didn't. I didn't grow up with a in a Catholic family. Um, we were Christian, but not Catholic, and so some of those prayers are are not known to me. Like mm-hmm. we didn't do Hail Marys and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I love all of that. Mm-hmm. I love. I love learning the rituals and the blessings of, of all different spiritualities. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, take this and and read through it. And I did a little donation and a little candle as well. And I think the other thing I felt, too, was just a release. So when you're saying, like, taking the edge off of the heaviness and mm-hmm. we're, no matter how much joy I have, I also still have a life that has things <laughs> going on in it, exactly, too. Exactly. And... And we're not butterflies. We're not. <laughs> and part of, I think part of the balance for me is, uh, it actually makes me feel a little teary, which um, is interesting. Part of the balance for me is rectifying that there is sacredness and beauty. Mm-hmm. And there's also hard <laughs> and sad times. Mm-hmm. And um, there is still struggle sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, but you you can learn from it. You can, and finding I think that connection and that bridge to that. So when I was there at that moment, you know, I do have some people in my life that I was doing some prayers for, and knowing that that's sometimes the best way that I can help situations. Mm-hmm. And there was that release for me, that knowing that in this space I can take a moment to really give this up. Mm-hmm. And know that I'm not always the one that has to carry these things around either. Or fix it. Or fix it. <laughs> or so, fix it. Right. So the that the fact that so many people come there, and this is where I feel like the energy grows. Um, we say this with intentions and words too. The more I use my words in a certain way, the more strength happens around that. So... Mm-hmm. We've talked about, of course, in the past, if I use my words to constantly think about all my worries, well, I'm going to see more of my worries, worries, and that's going to grow. If I use my words to see the sacred in my life, well, that is going to grow. So then I think about those spaces and how many people come there and go, this is a sacred space. Right. This is a blessed space. Right. And if they can get in touch with that. Right. Yeah. And that, that energy grows. So I feel like when we go to these sites, and I think it's the same with people too, mm-hmm. as we're seeing that parallel between them. Um, people who immerse themselves in this, mm-hmm. you feel that energy from right. them. Right. And you want to be around them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and the opposite is also true. People yes. that have not done this and that are so heavy with yes whatever their worries are their pain or whatever they're going through that energy is transmitted as well and yes. so if those kind of people are in your life sometimes you have to separate sometimes you have Correct. to kind of say 
no, I, I can bless you and I can send you on your way, but I can't have you in my space any longer. Yes. Because if you are here, it pulls my energy down. And that was, you know, that was a, probably one of the biggest keys for me in learning to hold myself sacred mm-hmm. is letting go of people who are not able to see me as sacred. Well, and so many of them have... You know, like, I'm still a therapist, as you know. So, yes. So, so many people have these beliefs that come from early childhood yes. or from religious backgrounds or from, you know, political understandings about, you know, the world. And they keep dragging that mm-hmm. with them into wherever they are. So they could begin to be emerging as a spiritual being and understanding that aspect of their life. But if they still have all that garbage coming with them, it's next to impossible you yes. know, for them to get there. As much as they may want to, they can't quite achieve it because the world, as they knew it, keeps pulling them back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can be just a, a very tough area for an awful lot of people. They have to look at those beliefs and then make that decision. You know, do I perform surgery here and let right. that one go? Right. Um, and if they can, you know, then they can begin to still, you know, move ahead, I guess, with their own um, balancing, you know, of energy. Yeah, and I think that they have more access to their own energy at that point, too, because it is so. coming to them more yeah. and not being So tell me out. about Felipe Park. Okay, so. Because yeah, so I've been there, and I love the, so this, the trees and there. And it, it's so close to us as well, and yeah. another reason why I chose this space. So this one appealed to me for a couple of reasons. I recently started rediscovering, it's something I learned about a long time ago, but rediscovering the idea of ley lines, and Mm -hmm. uh, usually I've seen it spelled L-E-Y if you're looking for that, um, which are considered the energy channels around the earth. So are they like meridians? Yes, like meridians. So in our, and we talk about this too, and I'm sure many of our listeners will as well, know that um, in Chinese medicine, they talk about the energy meridians. Mm -hmm. When we talk about it in yoga from Sanskrit, they call them nadis, N-A-D-I-S, but it's the same thing. They're the energy channels. Okay. And then we also talk about chakras Mm -hmm. in yoga. I don't know if there, I'm sure there's specific points. I don't know that in the Chinese version, but... um, the chakras to me are always like the energy centers mm-hmm. and then the channels are the nadis or the meridians. Right. Well, of course, because we mimic the earth or the earth mimics us, so it's all connected. We have these channels. The earth has its own energy channels and those are called ley lines. So I recently learned, as I was thinking that I wanted to do this, it all comes together that there is a ley line that runs right through Safety Harbor, Florida. And one of the spots that we're talking about as a sacred site is the Felipe Park, which is on the water. It's a Safety Harbor. And if you go there, too, and you and I have been there, I've been there many, many times, that feeling of peace mm-hmm. and comfort is mm-hmm. there. It is. Oh, you just, and people are drawn to it. It's a beautiful, quite expansive park. One of the centers of the park, or the the hub of the park, 
is a temple mound. A temple mound, yeah. From the uh, Tocobago Indians. I'm not sure if I'm completely saying that correct, but this would have been indigenous people from Florida, mm-hmm. who unfortunately their lineage does not exist because of dying out. So some of our indigenous people did die out because of Europeans coming over and bringing Disease. diseases that mm-hmm. they weren't accustomed to, obviously, and not right. being able to um, process as a human body. However, this temple mound was where it was a sacred spot for them. Mm-hmm. And the mound is still there. And it was originally like a rectangular square type of structure, but apparently got transitioned by storms over time. So, so it is kind of roundish when it you is. Yeah, when you is. go to it. Yep. And it's you you can visit it. Um, what I think is very interesting about this place too is the animals <laughs> know that this place is sacred too. Uh huh. There are owls that have lived there. Uh, great horned owls, I believe. People, bird watchers, come and take pictures every day of the owls. There's eagles. There's eagles. Dolphins come by there frequently. I've seen dolphins multiple times in the water right there mm-hmm. across from the mound. Um, the day that I was there recently, just again going back to it and getting some more information as I'm making my preparations, uh, I had a blue heron that was my guide for the whole day. <laughs> Every time I turned around, this little heron was there. Oh, and I had gone down to the water. There's the heron. I had gone to the mound. He walked up the came up, with up the stairs <laughs> for a while with me. Then he was like waiting over on the side. So I had a little heron as a guide oh, that fun. day. Did you look up what heron? You know, name? I didn't because then the next thing that happened was I thought, well, I'm going to go down and visit the owls because um, I noticed that there was a lot of bird watchers taking pictures. So I thought, well. They're up there right now. And I did take a picture, but only with my phone. And so it's really hard to see the owl because they're quite high in Uh the tree. uh And they're very cool. They blend themselves in with the moss and the tree itself. So you can only faintly make out the outline, even with your human eye. They get great pictures with zoom lenses and real cameras, of course. Um, Right after I visited there... And shared, because some other ladies who were new to the park, they said, what are they taking pictures of? So I was able to point out the owl mm-hmm. to this woman, and she was just thrilled, which just felt like a sweet moment, right? Yeah, right. So then I decided I'm going to go down, and you can walk down onto the little beachy. Mm-hmm. It's not really a... It's not a beach big, beach, yeah. No, it's just a little bit of sand, but it has mm-hmm. some shells and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to walk down there. I found a shell that had barnacles on it that was abstractly shaped like the owl. Wow. And this is also a, uh, it's a sacred space to me in another way too, where it was a spot that I would always meet one of my good friends who um, died about three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And this was where we always met. And owls are her guide. Oh, well, how her biggest guide. Yeah, I mean, her. she and I both have a lot of totems that we've worked with, uh, but owls always meant uh, mirage to me. And so I just, I at that point, I was like, 
All right, I have my little your little owl. my little token, my mm-hmm. owl, and uh, it was just kind of a spectacular moment. You know, in that parking lot that's right there, yes. As you get ready to go up to the Indian Mound, there is a tree. I've taken a number of pictures of it, but it is like a tree within a tree, and they yes. are embracing each other. Oh yes, and uh, everybody pretty mm-hmm. much sees it, but it looks as though. It is two individuals hugging yes. one another, but it's inside the tree. So it is just, uh, that to me was one of the most amazing sights. It is. And, you know, the other piece about that that area, because it's a the spot just a little bit um, south, I believe, of the park where the Safety Harbor Resort and Spa is, mm-hmm. is also considered the spot of these healing waters. Right which is like a natural spring that comes up that people many years ago in the past, they built a resort on it like quite quite some time ago in the 1800s or something because they felt that this was a place that might be the fountain of youth. Now, yes, yeah. I know that they talk about a lot of those places, but um, again, this whole area is situated on a ley line. Right. And is these are all around the country, the world, I mean, right. the ley line. Is Fort DeSoto also on a ley line? Uh, I'd have to look at the yeah. map again to see, but it's certainly possible. I know there's um, uh, Whedon Island is down that way. That's so another that... one that I have researched in our area mm-hmm. to um, to share about as well. And then on the other coast, we have um, a Blowing Rocks Preserve, which I adore, in Jupiter. Also just a really spectacular mm. space. So you could do a Florida adventure, you know, like every oh, yes. three or four months and Absolutely. go to one of these sacred spaces. Absolutely. And what I thought was interesting, too, is the indigenous, the a lot of the places that we think about as sacred places, and especially these that are nature-oriented, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, they were spots that the indigenous people also basically said the same thing, right? right, right. So they didn't have Google and internet no, maps no, and all of these no. things that they could look at like I do, but they felt it is mm-hmm. the way that I see that. Right. And and it probably had value to them in other ways too. And therefore, just like we're talking about, like the mm-hmm. physical body is part of who we are. It is. So it is sacred. Right. The and taking care of taking it care is, of it is sacred. Right. So they might have also used that as a shipping site, let's say, or a fishing site. But that's nourishment for their bodies, which would be considered sacred, sacred too. Right. So there's a, there's all of these pieces where I feel that connection to the our indigenous ancestors seeing the sacredness in places and saying, right, this is a spot that is that. Where I lived in Green Bay mm-hmm. was um, on about five, five and a half acres. But there wasn't anyone around us because right across the street, I mean, the road that mm-hmm. ran in front was a park, and there's a waterfall there oh, called Weequiog Falls. And that was all part of Winnebago territory. So I was yes. actually living on Native American, historically, mm-hmm. their land. And that fall has, I mean, I was back visiting it um, at the end of August of last year. 
And that fall has always been so magical. Mm. Um, and they still bring kids today. I mean, you know, you've, there's um, stone steps that will yes. go all the way down. And, you know, kids will go as a school outing um, field trip of sorts. Mm-hmm. And they can find, I mean, if they look, they can still find artifacts. Arrowheads are there still to this yeah, day. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, I, I just, I think there are a number of places in you know, if you're in California listening, you have ley lines out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. If you're in Arizona, if you're mm-hmm. in Colorado. So maybe you can't travel the way you would like to travel for a variety of reasons. Right. But do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and look and see what sacred sites are close to yes. you, wherever you live. Yes, because that is, it, it, these meridians, let's call them, mm-hmm. cover the earth mm-hmm. because these are the energy channels of the earth. So they are everywhere. And I did do a tiny bit of research, too, on the um, places that are considered the chakras of our Earth as well. And you mentioned California. Mm -hmm. Mount Shasta Shasta, is considered the root chakra. Right. And we were talking about the Himalayas. And the Himalayas is considered the The crown crown. chakra. There's a specific mountain in the Himalayas that's considered that. Um, This is an interesting piece. The... Mind's eye is a floating chakra, meaning it doesn't stay in one spot. But I did, I did write it down for us so that I could tell you because I looked it up as to where it is right now. Currently, it's in Western Europe, and it apparently changes west at the beginning of each new era. So the it just we just changed into the Aquarian era into Mm -hmm. in uh, twenty. December 21st, yeah. So the it's currently in Western Europe near the heart chakra. So the heart chakra, I think, is by Stonehenge, if I'm remembering correctly. But mm. specifically, they say it's um, Glastonbury County. And here's something funny. St. Michael's Tower is there where the heart chakra is. And there is a well, a spring, a well. I don't know if it's a spring, but it's a well mm-hmm. of water that is there that has been seen as a sacred spot by every How every peoples that have lived there so isn't that it, fascinating yeah and wouldn't it be really really cool if you know people were able to make that pilgrimage because right now more yes. than any other time in our history we really do need people like archangel michael i know and you know that whole area to bring that peace back to the planet because we haven't been taking care of Mother Earth. We haven't been taking care of ourselves, obviously. Right. And now, you know, we have what we've got going on with Russia and the Ukraine. And, you know, it's uh, troubling to everybody to watch this and, and to feel so hopeless. Um, because right. there's nothing that we can do, you know, physically to make that difference. However, um, you may have seen this in the news. This was so cool. I mean, I, I lived in Green Bay yeah. for years, and I would go to Door County. I'm thinking that yes. that's also a very safe area. Oh, yeah, area. I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. but um, the Door County Candle Company are owned by Ukrainians. Oh. And they have been inundated with orders now, uh-huh. making the Ukrainian colors in their candles. They've uh, thousands and thousands and thousands wow. of these candles in the last... The orders are coming in to support the Ukrainian people and, you know, be able to help them financially. Oh, that's really neat. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's 
it is pulling together the world in many ways that yes. it might not have been possible had this not happened because it makes you pay attention. It does. And, you know, if anyone that's listening is really drawn to being this kind of person that makes a difference, I think there's just a quick, there is a prophecy to kind of research for yourself a little bit. And I mentioned it to you in the past, but it's called the Prophecy of the Rainbow Warrior. Mm. And it's basically where we are right now that, you know, we will not take care of planet Earth. And yet there will be a group of people that are born onto the earth who find it their mission mm-hmm. to educate people right. about caring for the earth. Right. Right. And we're called the rainbow warriors. And one of the signs is uh, seeing what are called sun dogs, mm-hmm. which are these interesting rainbows within a cloud. It's not an arc rainbow, but it's like the cloud almost looks like the rainbow. It's right. the best way I can describe right. it. I've seen them over at Crystal mm-hmm. Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might consider that if you're listening to this and this is ringing something for you, that you're probably part of that. And also to not forget that as you're treating the earth sacred and teaching about that, to really become more and more aware of treating yourself as sacred. Because it's the only way we are still here on planet earth to mm-hmm. to do this care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And we can't do it if we're not here. We can't do it if we're not here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It has been such fun having you back again yes i I love having you on the show so let people know how they can find you um great ways to find me i have two websites one if you're interested in the classes and everything that we host at hypnique studio it is h-i-p-n-i-q-u-e studio.com is the website and then if you're interested in these sacred sites I am going to be putting some material very soon in the next few days on wingedtreasures.com, W-I-N-G-E-D-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S.com, which is my website as well. So I look forward to sharing more with you all in both, both ways. So thank you again for being here and sharing your wonderful beliefs and knowledge and thank you. ways to help people, um, I think, get integrated into who they are along with understanding our purpose. You know, yes. Why are we here? So, all right, everybody, um, please go out there and make this your very best life. I uh, have enjoyed having you in the studio with us this morning as we talk about sacred self and sacred lives and sites that are available to us uh, wherever you may live. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Synergy Connection Show. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.